Cathedral family, friends, and guests. It's always important to pray, but especially in times like these. The late Billy Graham once had this to say about prayer. To get nations back on their feet, we must first get down on our knees. And we've been looking at the most important prayer that we could ever learn to pray. It's a prayer that we can live on and that we can live by. It's the prayer that our prayer coach Jesus taught us to pray. And so I invite you, you whatever platform you're watching on, to join me in reciting the Lord's Prayer together. Pray then in this way, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we forgive those who are our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. What a powerful prayer. It's 66 words. Only 66 words. But here's what I've discovered. Something doesn't have to be eternal in order to be immortal. I saw this one comic of a pastor who had preached so long that day. Well, below it reads, the pastor's asleep on the podium. And the caption reads, even pastor eventually conceded that this particular sermon ran on much too long. I've preached a few sermons like that myself. But something doesn't have to be eternal to be immortal. 66 words, you could tweet it out. And yet the power of this prayer, you can live on it. You can live by it. And as we look at the last line on this prayer today, we said it just a moment ago, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Another translation reads, for the kingdom and the power and the glory belong to you forever and forever. Amen. Another translation puts it this way, because you are the one in charge, you have all the power, and the glory too is all yours forever, which is just the way we want it, amen. As we walk through this line together, I invite you, let's get interactive and put this part of the prayer into practice. The first line we read of is that yours is the kingdom. Yours is the kingdom and we submit to it. Yours is the kingdom and we submit to it. This, of course, is Palm Sunday weekend. And as we remember the triumphal entry when Jesus rode onto the donkey into Jerusalem, one reason he did this is so that we would not miss who he was claiming to be. In the Old Testament, it predicted that one day a king would show up and this is how he would approach. You would know the king by the way he approached the city. In Zechariah, we read, Behold, your king is coming to you riding on a donkey. Yeah. 
And when Jesus rides on a donkey into Jerusalem, he doesn't want us to miss that he is the king that the world has been waiting for. That in Jesus we have the return of the king. To recognize that he is the king and he has come to establish his kingdom. It's a different kind of kingdom. He's a different kind of king. That's why he rides into the city on a donkey and not on a horse. But he is a king and he has come to rule in the hearts of men and women in the world. As you look at the life of Jesus from the start to the beginning, it really is all a statement about him being king. When he was born, there were wise men who were searching for him. Wise men came from the east. They were from the east side. They came from the east side and they were searching. They said, where is he that is born the king of the Jews? And when they found him, they gave him a gift that was fit for a king, the gift of gold. And then near the end of his life, he's standing before Pilate. Pilate asked Jesus the question, are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus says, yes, it is as you say. And then when they nail him to the cross, they put a sign above the cross. Now the sign is meant to mock him, but it ends up booming, boomeranging back on them and speaks the truth to power. The sign reads this way. Jesus of Nazareth, king of the Jews. He has come to rule and reign in the hearts of men and women. He is the king and we submit to it. But that right there is where I run into trouble. Because there is, well, you've heard the old saying, a man's home is his castle. And there's something about that that I like. And when I walk through the door and I have my crown on my head and my scepter in my hand, and I sit down on my throne, the recliner, and my slippers are set next to it, and then dinner is waiting at the head of the table. You know what that means? It means I'm in the wrong house. I don't know where I'm at. That's not my house. Another sign. We should have this one in our house. A man's home is his castle until the queen arrives. Hello. But there is something in me that, well, I, I want to be king. I want to build my kingdom. I want to establish my throne. And that's why I need this part of the prayer every day to bring my life before Jesus and declare, Jesus, you are the king. You're the one who sets the agenda. You're the one who gives the commands. You are the one who is in charge of my life. And sometimes it takes a crisis. It really does. There is a book that I have. It contains a story from my favorite theologian, Dr. Seuss. And the story is called Yertle the Turtle. And it's about a turtle, Yertle, who, well, sees himself as a great king. In fact, as we turn the page, we can read this. 
about Yertle. He says, I'm Yertle the turtle, oh marvelous me, for I am the ruler of all that I see. Now he sees a lot, but it's not enough. And so one day he decides to build himself a turtle throne. And he stacks the turtles on top of themselves so that he can see more and expand his kingdom. As we turn the page, we read this. I'll build my throne higher. I can and I will. I'll call some more turtles. I'll stack them to heaven. I need about 5,607. And that's what he does. He stacks up the turtles. He's on top of his throne. And his throne seems secure until one day the turtle all the way at the bottom burps. And when he burps, the whole kingdom begins to shake. And he falls from his throne down into the mud. And as we wind up the story, this is what we read. And today the great Yertle, that marvelous he, is king of the mud. That's all he can see. Sometimes it takes a burp. A burp on the other side of the world ends up shaking our entire planet. If there's one good thing that has come out of the current crisis, it's caused us, especially those of us who live in the Bay Area, to re-examine what exactly have I built my life on? Where do I find my security at? And as people of faith, in this season, we declare that we are not the king, that Jesus is the king. And it's on Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. And so I invite you, even where you're at, to in your heart, and even if you get down on your knee and you bow before the king and you say, Jesus, yours is the kingdom. You're in charge. You set the agenda. Yours is the kingdom, and we submit to it. That brings us to the second part of the prayer. It reads that yours is the power, and we depend on it. Yours is the power, and we depend on it. There's this one picture of a boy who's praying with his dog. It is so cute. It really is. I I heard about uh, a little boy who asked his dad if he could have a bike. He really wanted a bike. And so his dad said, well, you know, I don't know about a bike, but if you pray really hard, you may eventually have a baby brother. And so that boy, he got down on his knees every night for three months, maybe with his dog. He got down on his knees And he prayed, he prayed for a baby brother, but nothing was happening. So he stopped. About a month later, dad and mom come home from the hospital with not one, not two, but three baby brothers. And so dad says to his son, son, aren't you glad you prayed for a baby brother? 
And the son says, yeah, dad, but aren't you glad I stopped when I did? (laughs) And therein lies the importance of prayer. That prayer is the way that we receive power. Prayer is powerful. And it's a way that we connect with the power that we need. In this sense, it's a little bit like this, this lamp that I have up here. I keep this lamp on my desk and you know, at my age, with my eyes, I can use all the light when I'm trying to read. And so let me go ahead and turn this lamp on so I can see my notes a little better. That lamp's not coming on. Let me check, wait a second. It doesn't even have a light bulb. Let me put the light bulb inside this lamp and here we go. All right, well, takes me just a minute. As you can see, I'm not Mr. Home Improvement, but I'm, I'm, give me some, (laughs) give me a little time, I'll get it together. Let me try it again, here we go. Ah, it's still not working. What in the world? What have I missed? Wait a second, I didn't check the cord. The cord's not plugged in. It's not plugged into the power. What a floppy foreman. If I take the cord and plug in to the power and I turn on the light, that's the key. I want you to see in this simple illustration, this is why prayer is so important. One of the reasons is because prayer is the way that you receive the power that you need. God, yours is the power, and we depend upon it. Sometimes we change light bulbs, and we're busy changing light bulbs, and we change one light bulb after another, but what we really need to do is to plug into the power source. Because unless we're connected to the power we need, it doesn't matter how many light bulbs we change. We just won't have that light. James chapter five puts it this way. It says, the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. It does. It really is about how I want to live my life. Do I want to live my life depending on my own strength or my own power? Or do I want to live my life connected to God's strength and to God's power? Abraham Lincoln was once in the middle of his own national crisis. And he said, I have been driven many times upon my knees by the overwhelming conviction that I had nowhere else to go. God, I have nowhere else to go. I need you. This problem is bigger than me. I need a power that's outside myself. The Bible says that you bless all who depend on you for your strength. And God does. He does bless. One of the amazing things to see is how God has enabled us as a church, even in the midst of the virus crisis, that God has opened doors for us to have a a greater impact and a greater influence in our community. Cathedral, this 
can truly be the finest hour in serving and loving our community. But if you pull back the curtains and you look behind the scenes, you will find that all of these things are happening because a lot of people are praying. They're depending upon God. And God blesses those who depend upon him for strength and for favor. The Bible says in Ephesians 3, it reads, glory be to God who by his mighty power at work within us is able to do far more than we would ever dare to ask or even dream of. So let me ask you a question. Where you're at today, do you find yourself in need of power? That you just can't manage what is happening in your life on your own. Maybe there are financial challenges that are so severe and so great, you just have no idea how you're going to get through this mess. Maybe there's relationships that have been broken and you know that you don't have the strength to heal and restore them. Maybe there's a child that you brought up in church but is far from God. And you've tried, but you don't have what it takes to bring them back in. Or there are worries and fears, all of the what ifs, that are keeping you up night after night. You need power. In moments like these, we don't need to try harder. Instead, we need to trust harder. We need to come before God and say, God, we admit that we are powerless without you. In these situations, we need your power and your strength to move. God, you are the power. Yours is the power, and we depend upon it. And right now, I'm going to invite you, as our pastor of prayer, Pastor Shelley, is coming up to pray with you and for you. And as she prays, I invite you, if you will, if you feel comfortable doing this, just extend your hands up to God as a sign that you're depending upon his strength, almost like well, the end of an extension cord, you are plugging into the power. Yes. Let's go to God in prayer. Pastor Shelley, would you come and lead us? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Father, we just thank you so much, Lord God, that we can come to you and we humble ourselves before you under your mighty hand today. And we acknowledge, God, that this is too great for us. We need your power. We need to tap into a source that is greater than ourselves. We need to tap into you, oh God. You who have all power. You who uphold all things by the word of your power. God, we ask today for every situation and circumstance, for those on the front line, for those who are afraid, for those who are in need, for those who don't know where to turn, for those who are confused, for those who don't know what to do in this moment. 
God, we pray that we would all get on our knees, God, and that we would lift our eyes to you. And we would ask for an infusion of your power to invade every situation and every circumstance and to do that which only you can do. God, we can do nothing without you. We plug into your source today, oh God. We ask God that you would move, that you would help us to realize that when we are weak, you are strong. God, we realize in this moment that you have all power, all power in heaven and on earth. And we ask God that your kingdom would come in this earth, that your power would be released right now over the Bay Area and that people would rise up, God, and tap into this source and receive today, God, everything that they need. We need you, God. We've always needed you, but we need you more today than we have ever needed you before. So move by your spirit. Come with your power and do what you do, God. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's children said amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor Thank you, Lord. Thank amen. You, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yours is the kingdom. And we submit to it. Yours is the power and we depend upon it. And yours is the glory. And we live for it. I have a buddy who's a surfer and he surfed, well, he was a president of the Santa Cruz Surf Club for a time. Now, when I was younger, you know, I used to surf a bit. In fact, there's a picture of me right here. You can see me hanging 10. Everybody's got to have a dream. Amen. But at my age, I, when I get on the surfboard, the surfboard submerges under the water. So I live vicariously through my friend when he goes out surfing. And when he goes surfing over in Santa Cruz, I love to hear him talk about it. Because when he talks about his passion for surfing, the conversation always drifts to God. That when he's out there in the middle of the ocean, he senses the presence of God. He feels the majesty of God. You know, other people, when they're out there, well, they, all they see is they see in the, is the ocean, but my buddy, when he's out there, it's not surfing that's totally awesome. It's his God that is totally awesome, dude. He's surrounded by the glory of God. It reminds me of Isaiah chapter six. It says, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. If we only have eyes to see. In the Old Testament, there was a, a cloud that would show up among the people. And the cloud was known as the Shekinah. It was the manifestation of the glory of God. And what I've learned over the years is this, that someone can be close to the cloud, they can be next to the cloud, they can be right in the middle of the Shekinah, but if they don't have eyes to see it, yeah. 
they'll miss it. I love what Michelangelo used to pray. He prayed, Lord, make me see your glory in every place. What if we made this our prayer, even while we're sheltering? Have you seen the video of the one guy who was asked the question about sheltering and the options he had? If you haven't, here it is. Because of coronavirus, you are going to be quarantined, but you have a choice. Do you, A, quarantine with your wife and child, or B, B. 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 <laughs> <laughs> ah, while we're sheltering in place, one of the ways we keep our sanity is we practice safe exercise. And so we get out of our houses and we keep our social distance, but we walk around the block. And how about if you and I, we prayed the prayer of Michelangelo. When we walk around the block, we ask God to give us eyes to see, to see his glory in every place and the trees that are blossoming and in the birds that are singing and the squirrels that are doing their acrobatics and the beautiful green hills that are surrounding the Bay Area. Well, the whole Bay Area is full of the glory of God if we have eyes to see. And when we see his glory, the more we're in touch with it, the more we'll want to give him the glory that he deserves. This is what we're doing as we come together through Cathedral Anywhere, our online worship experience. The Bible says in Psalm 34, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt his name together. And that's what we do in our online experience, whether you're watching on the app or on the website or YouTube or Vimeo or Facebook, we're joining together and giving God the glory that he deserves. And when we do, we're joining with what's going on right now in heaven. In heaven, the throne is surrounded by creatures who are saying, God, you are worthy. Our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things by your will. They were created and they have their being. This is a moment when heaven and earth join together to give God the glory that he deserves. There was a famous composer, Johann Sebastian Bach. And you may have heard his name. What you may not know is that he was a very devoted follower of Jesus. And whenever he was sitting down to write a composition, the first thing he would write on the page, he would put these initials, J-J. And it stood for Jesus Yava, which means Jesus help me. And as he would start to write and compose something that had never been before something that only he could do. He would wind up that composition with three other letters. S, D, G. 
Sola de gloria. To God be the glory. And I was thinking, what a great way. What a great way to start the day. Jesus, help me. But what a great way to end the day. See, only you can write. God has a composition for you to write. Only you can bring him the glory that he deserves through your life. You are unique. And as you are writing throughout the day and bringing glory to him, at the end of the day, there are those three letters. God, it's all about you. It's not about me. It's all about you. To God be the glory. It's a great way to start and end your day. And I was thinking it's a great way to end the sermon. And so I've asked Dan and Carol Fryer, who are part of our cathedral family, to come and sing my tribute.
God, yours is the glory and we depend on it. Before I speak the benediction, maybe today you've never surrendered your life to Jesus. You know about Jesus, you've heard about Jesus, but you've never surrendered your life to him. This can be your moment. This can be your day. The first day of the rest of your life, you can begin a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. I invite you in your heart and even with your words, if you'll say this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, I receive Jesus as my Savior and I put Jesus in charge of my life. Thank you, God, for loving me. I want to live my life for you. Amen. Thank you so much for being a part of Cathedral Anywhere. If you prayed that prayer, we'd love to hear from you. And if you'll contact us through social media, one of those platforms, or you can call the church number, we'd love to, well, send you a certificate that marks this moment. This is a day you began a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Again, let me speak God's blessing over you as you leave today. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine brightly upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you and give you his peace. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. Have a blessed week. Welcome everybody. This is The Wrap. We just came out of an amazing service once again here at Cathedral of Faith. And my name is Vaughn. This is my wife, Irene. And this is pastors Ramel and Aurora. We're so glad to be here with you today. And we want to talk about what God spoke to us in this sermon. And so like what jumped out at you guys today? For me, it's the first uh, when Pastor Ken said that uh, yours is the kingdom and we submit to it. It reminds me of Matthew 6.33 when, when it says right there, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added to you. So just remind me, whatever it is that we need to be added to us, whether it's finances, health, whether it's a, a delivery from addiction, our children, our marriage, Submit to God's kingdom, wow. and everything shall be added to us. That's good. That's oh, wow, so, good. Yeah. so good. So yeah, good. I, I wonder if anybody can guess what, uh, if you know me, uh, what stood out at me. Uh, I got to say, uh, I'm a power kind of guy. Mm. So I love this visual of tapping and plugging into the power. Mm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If we submit to the kingdom, yeah. that we plug into the power of God, the power of Jesus, and, and because we, we depend on it. Right. We depend on this power. Right, right. And I love the fact that you know, we, it, it shapes our perspectives. Again, as always, Pastor Ken does an amazing job of sh like shifting our perspectives mm -hmm. sure you know, off of us and really on where God fits in all of it. Mm. And the transition, you, you got to love the transition mm. from plugging into the power into seeing God's glory through surfing. Yes. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> You want to reach gate to me? Let's talk about surfing. Right? And good. there's a highlight. 
That's a highlight. That's, that's really good. Well, the power, I think about, too, how yours is the power, the only power. There is no other power. That's right. That's and right. I was just thinking for those who we have kids following us. Like, I remember one time I was praying for something, and I... and to not be canceled. And my dad said, Irene, I just canceled it. If I would have known that you were praying, I wouldn't have canceled it because I know God hears your prayer and there is power in prayer. And I'm thinking that just moved me. It was like, wow, like God hears me that much. And I just thinking that's what I want our families, my, my son and people to know is that there is power in your prayer because your God hears you. And because you are important to God, he hears everything that you say. Yeah, that's powerful. And I, I loved also the, uh, the section uh, where we're talking about seeing the beauty, you know, um, that there's beauty all around to be seen. And I'm just talking, I remember we were talking to a, a friend, a couple of friends of ours, and um, talking about how the pace of life that is being put on us, we're, we have to slow down. And I, and I feel the level of detail that we get to see in our own home and in our own family and relationships, we get to see so much more detail that was overlooked because of the, uh, the, the pace of life that we're, we tend to live in, now, in today's culture. It goes so fast, but there's a higher resolution that I feel we get to see in our own homes of like whether it be a room that's been neglected needs to be straightened up, whether it's a patched wall that needs, I need to repair the plaster on the wall, just never had the time. Now we can get to some of these things. And for those of you watching online, how about you type in, in in the chat, uh, tell us what you're seeing in this season that maybe you've not seen in past seasons where everything is quote unquote normal, but maybe now you're seeing the beauty and the relationship with your spouse or your children, or just you're getting to journal for the first time. What, tell us, we'd love to hear what's going on with that. And while you're doing that, we have an amazing first guest. So we're going to have some guests peri- uh, on, the, uh, on the rap um, every week. And, but we fi- figured, like, we were praying, like, God, who is it? Are we, should we? We are praying we, really hard. Are we going, yeah, yeah. are we going for yeah, Jimmy Fallon? Are we going for, for Stephen Curry? I, that wasn't big enough. It wasn't big enough. You know, it wasn't big we, enough. What, Governor? Uh, but, but I was Still like, no. Still not big enough. Let's, Still not big enough. Let's go, let's go to the top. Mm-hmm. So let's That's get the best right. one. So Absolutely. I think... What if we could get Captain Courageous himself, <laughs> our fearless leader? That's right. The human highlight film. That's right. Pastor Ken Foreman. Yeah. Hey, we give you a standing O, Pastor Ken. Thank you. Welcome to the wrap. Well, welcome. And, and those who are watching, if you could give wave, give a, a waved hand as you uh, applaud the entrance of our fearless oh, leader. Go ahead, throw, throw a bunch of those hearts, will you? Let's get that, let's get that well, screen flowing with us. Thank you for inviting me the, uh, onto the program. Yeah. And as soon as I find that guy, I'll make sure he comes out here and you can have the conversation with him. So. Well, Pastor Ken, thank you so much for leading us courageously, like in all sincerity. Uh, this is no formality whatsoever. We're in a situation that none of us have navigated, including yourself, before. This is a situation where there is no wise old man in the corner that says, I know what it's like to go through this. And so, never, like never before, we need a leader that hears from God. And we're so grateful to call you pastor. And so, while, we're, while we have you on here, just for a few minutes, we know your time is very precious, thank you. But we would like to just, if you could just maybe capture the essence of the courageous vision over the church for this year. As, as we moved into the new year, 
we believe God had given us a theme, courageous. Yeah. And right near the start of the year, I was taking a hike with my wife. Mm. And we were climbing one of those mountains or hills or I don't know, it was bigger in my head probably than it is now. <laughs> but uh, it, it was as you go up the trail, you'd think you'd be at the top and then you'd turn the, turn the corner and find there's another mountain up to climb, another hill to climb. And so we were doing that and I remember very distinctly coming around one corner and I felt one of those God nudges. You know, when God nudges you so strongly and you feel a word in your spirit that, Ken, you're getting ready to turn the corner and there's another mountain you're going to begin to climb. And I really didn't know what that meant at the time. I just felt like that was what was in my heart. And it's crazy, Vaughn. I started to sing. Now, I don't typically do that on hikes. You know, I'm not the kind of guy who, you know, the hills are alive <laughs> with a sound. You know, that doesn't happen, right? But it was like the spirit was just nudging wow. me to sing yeah. out those words. And I started singing right there on the trail in front of God and everybody, I am courageous. And it's like I couldn't stop singing it. Wow. It was almost like a declaration yeah. over the year. Yeah. And, and out of that, we did a series to start the year, Courageous. We developed a banner and, of yeah. course, the song that yeah. you've just, you know, you've rocked. And so that's, that's what emerged. And I, I really felt like God was preparing us. It was one of those moments mm -hmm. Where again, you don't know what's happening right. in the moment, but yeah. God's preparing you for what's ahead. God sees ahead and provides. Wow. And God was providing us a word for that moment that would prepare our hearts to face this moment. Wow. And looking back, you get it. Right. You know, looking forward, most of the times you don't get it. Yeah. But looking yeah. back, you can trace the hand of God. And so it, it's been an amazing journey this year. Yeah. I think what's so beautiful is your temperament, too. That just who you are and who God created you yeah. to be, just you being you yeah. is like so powerful. Yeah. And it just speaks so much through this time. And, and it's we, peaceful. Yeah, very yeah. Peaceful. peaceful. We wanted to pray for you as we give thanks for you. But also, again, like I said, there, because there is no playbook for how to navigate through an economy and a pandemic, right, of a virus. Um, so these are uncharted waters. And so we wanted to model uh, also for those who are watching online to how to pray for our leaders. Um, and that this would be a time where we actually pray for you. And we want to invite you online to extend your hands toward Pastor Ken, or you can write a prayer for Pastor Ken in the chat. Thank you so much. Yeah. You know, thank you for that words because I am being strong and courageous. First one is um, Daniel 5.14. I have heard of you, Pastor Ken, that the Spirit of God is in you, Pastor Ken, and the light and understanding and excellent wisdom are found in you, Pastor Ken. Second one is Deuteronomy 20.2-4. Before you start a fighting, a priest is to come forward and say to the army, Men of Israel, listen. Today you are going into the battle. Do not be afraid of your enemies or lose courage or panic. The Lord your God, Pastor Ken, is going with you. And he will give you, Pastor Ken, victory in Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you. Just like we learned this weekend, that we plug into the power 
of Jesus is through prayer. And this isn't a, a praying moment type of uh, exercise. An exercise for us to continue to pray and keep praying. So we'd love for you to, to keep sending after the chat. Keep sending those messages in. Keep yeah. praying for Pastor Ken. We'd love to get them from you and share it with Pastor Ken. We'd love to get them for the sites and share it with the sites. As we always end, we're ending with a scripture. And today... Um, our scripture that we're doing is the one that Pastor Ken started with, and he said, Psalms 84, 5, you bless all who depend on you for strength. You bless all who depend on you for strength. So every single one of us are doing it, so let's hold on to the promise of God. Amen. So Amen. that is... It's a wrap. A wrap Thank here. You